check. Let me know. I'll run the intro again. But I think we should be good to go now. The kids have been messing with the audio. So, anyway. Gucci now. Thank you, J.P. Stevens, my man. Go check out Dissident in Chief. Uh, Fantastic. Yes, very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, intro was fine. Thank you, Junkie. Awesome. Yeah, go check out the Dissident in Chief podcast on Anchor.fm. You can follow me on Anchor.fm as well. Please do that. Go favorite the podcast. Check out his. That's J.P. Stevens. He's amazing. Good friend of mine. Uh, We'll have him on the show. I've been on his. So, back to the intro again. Uh, welcome, yes, 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 to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host. If this is the first time you're joining, I am the Cajun Libertarian, and you are listening to the fastest growing podcast in the Libertarian movement. And I speak on behalf of myself and everyone and say welcome. Tonight, we're just going to have, you know, just fun. Uh, we got nothing but good news, uh, a few things we want to go over just really quickly, and basically just have fun with your comments and have a great night. Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Cannot wait to get into it. And so let's get right to it. I want to start off by saying um, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I think that's fantastic, right? Uh, please don't be that person that is running around the internet or your neighbor or your family gathering and just bashing everybody with historical <laughs> stories of genocide. Look, we all know what happened. Okay. You're not surprising anyone. You're not giving a hot take. You're not new. You're not unique. We understand what happened. That's okay. Most countries have a lot of bloodshed in their history. Ours does as well. It's okay to acknowledge that it is not okay to abuse everyone over it verbally. Happy Thanksgiving. And so, Enjoy it. Enjoy the time tomorrow. Go spend time with your family. Go spend time with your friends and have a great day tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. That's just a thought. Take it or leave it. I say take it because the last thing we need right now is more toxicity and people bashing other people over celebrating Thanksgiving because of historical complexities. That's just a waste of damn time. Waste of time. You're not going to change anybody's minds. You're not. Just go enjoy it. Have fun with the memes, though. We all will tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, not a little, not a real libertarian podcast that nobody watches says your beard is toxic. Well, your podcast is toxic. Not really. Go check out Bootlegs Podcast. Not a real libertarian. Love that guy. My friend, Mohican Libertarian says hi. With the same high every time. That's awesome. Happy Thanksgiving from Matt. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Kenny Johnson. Nah, we are going to argue about politics. Yes, you are. I imagine that you will. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just hate the idea of, of everyone just, you know, just toxicity. The, 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 the cancerous freaking stuff you see every year. Like, you're not... This isn't groundbreaking, right? We're, we're, we're okay. It's fine. We're done with it. We're going to celebrate Thanksgiving because we have a lot to be thankful for. Like living in America. That's a pretty good one. I know a lot of people think that that's not a great deal, but last I checked, electricity, running water, the ability to go get a job whenever you want to, uh, flat screen TVs, Blu-ray player, all those things that are easily accessible within this country. Pretty damn fantastic, and I'll be thankful for that. Yes, there's a little bit of yuck in the past. There's a lot of it. That, that That's not relevant to today, right? Most of it. Right now, what we have relevant on this Thanksgiving Eve is what we can be thankful for. And there is a damn lot to be thankful for if you were born and raised in this country. You don't even have to be born here. If you, if you have the luxury of living in this country, then there's a lot to be thankful for. And I certainly am. There's another one right there. You know how many countries don't have this? Thankful, grateful for being an American. Absolutely 
100%. Oh, that's a <laughs> Matt, my pop, a staunch conservative, has told me I am a part of a cult. Should be a fun dinner. That would be a grand dinner because uh, he probably doesn't realize that he may he may be a part of a cult as well. Who knows? JP, my uh, most traditional meal of all time at my house, spaghetti, which might be sacrilegious to some people. LOL. Nah, man. I mean, I, look, I don't care what you do for Thanksgiving. Just celebrate and be grateful for the fact that we have a wonderful opportunity, even with all the, of the tyranny that, that's poured upon us as of to date. We still have a great country that we live in, and, and we, there's a lot of shit that we need to, or sorry, stuff that we need to change. But there's a lot of stuff that we can't change, right? Can't change the history. So why get bent out of shape over it so much? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, help me. Please make sense of it, right? The, the, it, what happened 250 years ago or whatever, terrible at math, much like uh, not a real libertarian cult of Jack Casey. I am not in that cult, but all hell Jack Casey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, there's a lot of stuff. Yes, of course, there's a lot of crap that happened in the past. Yeah, we get it. We get it. All right. It's fine. It's fine. Have a good time. That you know what? That that is another really good segue into something that I wasn't even really trying to talk about. But if you're nervous about going around your family 20 months later. After we first were introduced to this endemic situation, um, don't be. Go visit your family. There's no reason you could. It doesn't matter if they're vaccinated or not. Technically speaking, and I hate this stat. I hate this stat. Can I explain to you how much I hate this stat? But it doesn't negate its validity. It doesn't. I hate the fact that. We're on pace to have more deaths in 21 from the uh, from various reasons of COVID-19 than we did in 2020. That's a that's a crappy stat, but it is a fact. And we have had these shots the entire time of 21 so far, and there's still more people dying than there were last year. I hate that. I hate it. But it's just proof positive that we still really don't know what we're dealing with, right? And that's okay because the numbers are still on our side. We're still dealing with a virus that is 99.9998% survivability rate amongst the entire population on the entire globe. So you don't really have a reason to be afraid. Go visit your family. If they're vaccinated, if they're unvaccinated, it doesn't matter. There should be absolutely zero fights over whether who or it, who is not vaccinated. That should not be an argument. There's there's no reason to even have that discussion, unless of course they're they're, they're wanting to support the the mandates. Now that's a discussion that has nothing to do with the actual vaccine or the coronavirus, right? Which technically most of this does not. It's my, I was having this conversation on my way home from uh, picking up my my teenager for the for the holidays. <clears throat> she was like, I just I don't get into politics, blah, blah, blah. You know, the rest of the story. And I could lay out because we have the receipts, right? All of this is politics and it shouldn't be public health shouldn't be political, but it's been made political by all parties, all parties. Right. And it shouldn't be political. Y'all, this should be straight facts, straight data, straight science. And because of the political nightmare that is the United States, it is political. But that's also a moment that we can have as an opportunity to teach, especially the data, especially the stats. <laughs> We're not planning to go into all of that. I say that all the time. I got to stop saying that because it's just going to, it's obviously a, a recurring situation. So it shouldn't be alarming at that point, at this point. Uh, Joe Vasquez, my man, I'm putting a sm turkey in the smoker. That's awesome. Love it. We do a Cajun deep fried turkey. Freaking fantastic. Matt, oh, he has no idea. It's great. We argue. And after about five minutes, my mom starts yelling at us to shut the F up and then football. <laughs> 
It's funny. If you're, if you're listening and you're just now joining in, um, Matt is, uh, is going to have some, uh, some, some battles to deal with during Thanksgiving at, at the dinner table. And so that's funny. <clears throat> we are still getting over this latest bout of COVID. I apologize. Had a fantastic interview and in what I think is a fantastic episode on uh, Monday night. Even though I was out of town, I was out of element. Maybe that helped. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, there's a lot of things that I could have done better and been more gentle with, perhaps. But still a great podcast, I, I feel like. Still a lot to learn on my end, specifically. But there's a... Um, you know, we still got the junk a little bit. This has lasted longer than the other two times than we had it, but it was obviously the, the each time you gotta have to mess with the Rona, it gets a little bit easier every time. So the symptoms weren't that bad. This one just seems to be lingering. And to give an update on that, by the way, my wife has gained all of her smell or almost all of her smell and taste back, which it didn't hit us hard at all. But I started to become very concerned after about five or six days where she still wasn't getting any of her smell or taste back because there are long lasting results from this, right? This isn't, this isn't fake. Nobody should be saying this is fake. It's not fake, but it still is not extraordinarily dangerous to the vast majority of the public. And at this point, for those of us that have caught and had to deal with the virus a couple of times. It is basically, and I'll be honest with you, it's kind of less uh, than the common cold after a couple of times of dealing with it. And you're, I'm telling you from my experience, but my experience matters because the narrative that they have habitually pushed is that people with comorbidities suffer the worst. And I have like three comorbidities and I have suffered the least. So it just goes to show you that Science is exactly what science has been for a long time. It's very unpredictable and it's never settled ever, never settled because we're always learning and we're always moving on. And that's a good damn thing, man. It's a good thing. Excuse me. <clears throat> Checking your comments real quick. A lot of them popped in all at one second. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Randy, learn from the history and economics. Yes, thank you. Jonathan Millard for Liberty. I uh, know he has a page. Please go follow that. After 70, 17 years as a libertarian, I finally decided to get politically active. And now I am thankful for how welcoming the party has been to me. That's phenomenal. I feel the same. I feel the same, man. It, it's just for the... I know that there's a lot of infighting going on right now. That That's not, that, that is very inconse inconsequential. It's very insignificant. That should not be given attention. Uh, there are times where I have to give it attention like I did Monday night. But all of those times that I have to deal with anything like this, 100% of it is due solely or is predicated solely upon me attempting to 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 help heal and to help bring together because the I've said it for a long time the best and worst thing about this party and about this movement is that it is filled with young and passionate people but young and passionate breeds immaturity and emotional drive and that's something that we're just going to have to work through. We're going to have to grow through. So there are times where we have to address it. I don't like to address it, but we have to, right? Because we all, me first, as I always say, me first, we have to address these things so that we can grow and mature, not just as individuals, more importantly as individuals, but also as a movement, as we head in the direct, we, we're all on the same train of liberty, whether you're anarchists, menarchists. None of th th that's really pretty irrelevant, right? If you're your your Mises caucus, if you're pro Prague caucus, or I, I don't, I'm not, I think that got just dis disavolved, dissolved. Sorry, losing. My, I was not trying to go down that rabbit hole, so I wasn't prepared mentally. But none of that stuff matters, man. We got to get over this fact that uh, our 
way of thinking and our specific projection of what libertarianism should be is the only correct way. There is no gatekeeping in this. And that's why common sense, what I talked about Monday, should land you right here at this party. We see what the duopoly is doing. We've seen what the Republicans and Democrats have been doing for decades. We know and understand that's fully corrupt and there needs to be change. So the last thing that we need to be doing is spreading toxicity within our own community that has the best plan to advance the individual's opportunity to succeed in life in this country. You can disagree on the semantics, especially when it comes to social justice. And by the way, uh, justice does not need a pre-qualifier. Doesn't it doesn't need a modifier. You get off into yucky business when you start giving justice a modifier. Justice is justice. And that's how it should be seen as. Uh, Joe, I hope I didn't freeze. I'm sorry if I did. Three-week headache was the worst about COVID-19. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's brutal, though. A three-week headache? Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I don't. I rarely, rarely ever get headaches. The worst that I got from this was this, just this kind of lingering, very inconsequential cough and uh, yeah, the junk in the face. I had a mild fever for about a half a day, but I know how to take care of all that stuff organically and naturally. So <laughs> that's another good, good thing, right? Because where do I want to go? I, there's so much to say about that. There's a lot of stuff that I've said that has caused me a lot of grief on the internet from the internet companies, not from y'all, but from the internet companies, including Monday night when I said that the COVID shot should be a shot, not a vaccine. That was right at the beginning of the show. And I still stand by that. Regardless of what you think a vaccine should or shouldn't be, the definition of what a vaccine is and was, because they changed the definition from a CDC, was to give immunity. And we all know that this is not going to give you immunity. It gives you a, a decent form of protection from death and hospitalization, but it does not prevent transmissibility and it does not prevent recidivism of the, the virus. And so it really shouldn't be called a vaccine. It should be called a, a shot. When I logged off Monday night, I had a COVID banner on the show. And I'll tell you what, I, I, was, I, I laughed about it. I did. The reason being is because I was like, first thing I thought was they're watching the show. So, hey, Facebook, glad you're watching the show. Uh, along with the half a dozen uh, uh, alphabet boys that are watching as well at all times. I can imagine. Oh, so. Uh, Sarah Foster says, Cajun, you are just a hideaway down the river now. Play me some mountain music. That's a really good comment. It's kind of an inside joke, though. Uh, I do have a special coming for, for y'all very soon. It is a Cajun Libertarian musical special. I will not give you the date because I am very close to be. I almost could have done it tonight, but I didn't want to do it tonight. Um, there's a possibility where there may be a Cajun Libertarian musical special tomorrow. We'll see. I don't know that I'm fully prepared for it, but I'm dang close. Very, very, very close. So be on the lookout for that. Also, don't forget to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, almost anywhere you can get a dang podcast. I'm there, and I'm the only dude that's Cajun Libertarian. I have a monopoly on the brand. Cajun, that's not a monopoly, I understand. But um, I guess snagged this very simple name early, and there is nobody else that has it. So anywhere you can catch the podcast, please do that so that you can listen in and don't have to um, keep your phone open and all of that nonsense. Jack Casey, converting feds to libertarians every day. Not every day, Jack Casey. Not every day. Er day. And I love that. Because I use it all the time. Except I use a U. But that's okay. He used an E. And it's fine. My man, Jack Casey. Author of the books. RollGreen.com He's got three of them. 
One of them's name is like in silver throned it. Another one's name is something else because I don't read this gay pirates books. If he was a better gay pirate, I would re read them. But here they are. In silver throned and uh, crowned by gold. And there's something else. I don't remember. So check him out. Jack Casey, my man. Jack, uh, personal request here live on the radio. Be a better gay pirate. That's going to be hard to do for you since you're married to a woman. But I feel like you can you can put in more effort. And I would appreciate that. You bearded tease. <laughs> Jack Casey says gay pirates are in right now. Yeah, they are. That's, that's, I'm all for I'm here for gay pirates. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I need you to do a better job of being a gay pirate. Because that is my label for you. Matt, I don't know Jack Casey. I didn't know Jack Casey was an author. Maybe he knows words better. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> He's gay for, for his wife. Amen. Yes, indeed. Jack Casey, what if I become a lesbian pirate? It te technically, isn't that gay still? I don't know. That's good, though. That'll work. Whatever you want to do. I really don't care. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> That's the freedom of living in the libertarian philosophical mentality, right? Like, I, I really don't care what you do. <laughs> just, just don't advocate for the government to rain down their already tyrannical BS on me that I'm already having to deal with on a daily basis, including all of the garbage that, okay, I said I'd keep it positive and fun, so I'll, I'll stay away from that. But my goodness, the inflation is just out of control, and we see it in our stores in our grocery list all the time. So what should we start off with first? Let's do this one because it's kind of positive negative. Um, and I have literally a paragraph. I didn't take any notes. I didn't care about it. I was just going to give my own dang opinion on it. Uh, in Louisiana, where I am from, in East Baton Rouge Parish, where I was born, the East Baton Rouge Parish school system says it will end its masking requirement on campuses in January so long as coronavirus cases continue to trend downward. So with the motto of keeping everything positive, that's a positive. It is. There's a negative to that for obvious reasons because they don't like science at all. Clearly, there are... Can anybody guess the appropriate number of reasons that children should be wearing masks or get vaccinated? Or get the shot. Yeah, you guessed it, zero. It is absolutely zero reasons from day one as to why any one singular child should be wearing a mask in school. Number one, we have dozens, dozens of studies that say masks don't work, especially cloth masks, surgical masks. The only mask that gives you any sort of protection, which is still below 50%, if you use it the perfect way, is a KN95 or an N95. So, zero reasons that there should be children wearing masks. Oh, wait. I just said stats about masks and not about kids. Hmm. Right. Because zero reason masks should be worn by adults as well. But the children part of it is by stats, by math, by science, they have a, about the same chance of getting struck by lightning and dying. I've said it several times. I'm going to keep saying it because the science matters. It matters. What, what? East Baton Rouge school system says it will end its masking requirement on campuses in January. So long as coronavirus cases continue to trend downward. Here is the disheartening part about it. You're going to go through spikes. We have obviously seen that this is seasonal and regional. Not to sound, not not to rhyme there, but that's a fact. In the southern states, we saw a spike in cases, which aren't a thing. We never counted cases before. We only care about deaths and hospitalizations. That's all that matters. We don't count cases for the flu. We don't count cases well amongst all different demographics. We dang sure don't count cases for the common cold because it's not really that big of a deal. 
in we understand that its transmissibility is at full capacity, right? Like they <laughs> breathe in the wrong direction and the wind takes it down the road a mile. You're going to get somebody else's common cold. That's just how the, that works. So we're not concerned about cases. But in the summer, we have more cases in the South because everybody's more indoors. It's 99 degrees with 70% humidity, and it's tough to stay outside all the time. Now, it's bottom out. Like, we literally are almost at just zero to nothing down here in the South with coronavirus deaths, hospitalizations, and even counted cases because we're all back outside. Nice and cool. Look at 70 degrees tomorrow in, in South Mississippi, South Louisiana. So we're going to be outside. Now the northern states are getting slammed with it. Cases are rising because they're all inside because it's freezing cold. I'm so sorry for y'all. If you move to the south, if you can, that is miserable. I've lived in the north via military and institutions. I hate it. I hate it. I don't care if I ever see another snowflake in my life. I don't I don't mind like going and visiting for for a week in a snowy area and having some fun. But I, I I never. I do not want to live in the snow ever, 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 ever again. Uh, Eric says, I sent you a really positive one to your DM on Saturday. Uh, DM or PM on Facebook. I'm sorry. I get a lot of messages. I will check it, though, because we got a little bit of time here. South Jersey Libertarian, the deaths are down. That's why they're talking about the cases, even though the deaths per 1,000 are insanely low. Scientific data, y'all. Do you trust the science? Do you believe the science or not? That's the question that the leftists and the COVIDians have to ask themselves. Because if you truly believed in the data and the science, this would have been over a long time ago. Fact. All right. So, all right, let's see what Mohegan says real quick. If you can still get it and transmit it after vaccinations, hashtag shot, not vaccination, seems you're more likely to spread it because you don't feel sick and they only test unvaccinated. You were 100% correct. Yep. So that would be... It. Unfortunately, that is not the case overall. There are still a lot of, especially like in Europe, I think right now in Europe, I think it's an ungodly amount of like 70 plus percentage of their hospitalizations and deaths right now are fully double jab vaccinated people. Um, I'm not 100% on that. But I'm pretty sure that's, that's right. So, but if you're, if the, if the shot works well, which it, we know that the shot works really well for like, you know, four to six months. And you're basically asymptomatic. Yes, you are. The, the, there are several articles saying that, that the vaccinator actually the, uh, the super spreaders right now, because they're, they're vastly more. Um, asymptomatic in, in spreading the, the, the virus when they don't know that they are Jack Casey. Science says the entire COVID agenda is retarded. And that, folks, is the best comment that Jack Casey has ever made. I am I want somebody to screenshot that comment. Because that is a fact. Mm, I love that. South Jersey. Eric Brumhammer here. The DM was about volunteerism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I read that. Yes, fantastic. So <clears throat> his article was about volunteerism and my church giving food to over 450 people through our food bank and full meals, not just canned goods. Yes, that is always absolutely fantastic. And I just had a conversation with Ari yesterday. Um, probably most of you don't know Ari, but... We had a conversation driving on the road. We talked for like an hour. And and there's a lot of uh, mutual aid going on in our situation. And there was a ton of mutual aid from churches going on my situation when I got really sick. And so, um, yes, that's, that's, that's 
That's phenomenal. I'm going to say it again. South Jersey Libertarian slash Eric Brumhammer here. The DM was about volunteerism and my church giving food to over 450 people through our food bank and full meals, not just canned goods. And that's amazing. Jack Casey with three laughing faces. Go kick rocks, Jack Casey. Nobody cares what you have to say. Except for this comment, the science says the entire COVID agenda is retarded. Just kidding, y'all. Jack Casey is a personal friend of mine. I love that guy very, very, very much. All right, let's move on to a couple of things real quick, and then we're going to uh, bounce up out of here. Again, like I said, everything that we're going to talk about tonight, which is not much at all, because I took zero notes, um, is just positive going into Thanksgiving and things that we – should be thankful for. I, I guess I already tackled one of them. East Baton Rouge school system is, is going to lift the mask mandates, mm-hmm. given that the cases go down, which is stupid. But hallelujah, they're going to freaking do away with the mask. I assume that they'll probably do away with the mask. But look, also this: if you're in, if you're in any area that has mask mandates for children, protest protest peacefully protest we don't want another written house situation all right we don't want a bunch of violent rioters roaming the streets we want the first amendment that is so beautiful walked out in all of its glory we don't need 17 year olds having to defend themselves and and businesses from rioters from burning a damn city down and beating people over the head with a skateboard to get the point across. Well, that's, that's not what we need. It's not what we want. That's not good. That's not healthy. Peaceful protest. Go to your school board meetings. Be loud. Be peaceful, but be loud. Those two are not mutually exclusive, and they can be done congruently at the same time. So some more good news. Um, most of you already know the Rittenhouse case. Uh, uh, that, that was the right call. That 100% was the right call. Rittenhouse getting acquitted. It, it Never should have been brought to trial in the first place, but there is a glimmer of hope in the justice system, primarily because it was it was uh, brought down by um, a jury. Right, the jury saw the evidence. They went through the whole whole thing and came to the correct conclusion. Had this not gone to a jury, and had this not been on videotape, like literally almost one hundred percent of it then this may be a different outcome. And that kid may be spending a life in jail for defending himself and rightfully so and defending others. But we shouldn't even, why, why, why? Number one, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like in trial, this should have never been to, this shouldn't have been a thing in the first place. Stop, stop tearing and burning down your cities. That's not going to help. Your cause, which I don't think the people doing this actually have a cause. They're just violent people that want to destroy things and find a, a, a segment or, or an avenue to destroy them. And this is a good avenue for them. That's my, you notice that most of these riots that go from, from BLM protests to riots aren't actually the people that care about the protests. They're just antagonizers. They don't care about the movement. They don't care about criminal justice reform. They don't care about disparity among any certain demographic within the within the judicial system. They don't care about any of that. They're just violent people having an excuse to burn a city down. We can't have that. So that is number one. Number two, he shouldn't have been in court at all because he was clearly defending himself, which is easy well you just watch the video but the jury came back and made 1000 percent of the right calls and that is something to be thankful for because our judiciary our judicial system i was going to say judiciary um is not completely lost yet south liberty south jersey libertarian i would read jack casey's books if i could read <laughs> it's funny if you can type though it's kind of an odd paradox there. Not a paradox. It's just a blatant lie. Obviously, you can read because you're typing on the internet. But that is hilarious. There are a ton of yard signs in my area saying, unmask our kids. I don't know if they're going to school boards or not. That's beautiful. 
Keep to, to multiply the signs. Make them go even further. Again, South Jersey. Did you see that even Al Sharpton is calling out the liberals over the looting in Cali? I did. I heard the audio live. I'm pretty shocked. Um, he he called them. Uh, what did he call? We used to call them limousine, limousine liberals. I think he called them like latte liberals, right? But look, this is uh, part and parcel on some of the things that we've experienced in the past from, from activists, from, from warriors like Malcolm X, who we're not always going to agree on most of the stuff that he was trying to say. But one of the things that he did say that were, te- were spot on is that the number one enemy of black people is the liberal savior, the white liberal savior. And that's what we have. That's what Al Sharpton's referring to when he says the latte liberal. These people don't care about their cities. They don't care about their towns. Uh, we've got reports all over the place. saying The same people that are calling for all of this reform and wanting to pour money in these certain things, they don't. They, they, they could care less. They're stripping money from these uh, deprived communities. And they're like, no, we would rather a better pool in our $60,000 a semester private school kids uh, 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 education system, right? So this isn't new. But the fact that Al Sharpton is coming out and saying something about it, that is fantastic. And he was very spot on. He's very right when he was talking about the fact that these clowns, like what they're doing in, in California and San Francisco, that hurts the criminal justice reform move. And that's a major problem. Because we actually do need criminal justice reform. When we have all of these people crying wolf over nonsense and and making the actually or the exact wrong moves in regards to criminal justice, it hurts the actual effort that needs to be put in place. That is 100% a fact. Jonathan. Jonathan Miller for Liberty saw that. I was shocked. On the same side as Al Sharpton, <laughs> the world has lost its mind, right? Like everything is upside down. Right is left, left is right, down is up, up is down. It's crazy. Huh. Jack Casey got a new one coming out called WVW, by the way. There's a book trailer out now. Beautiful. Go check it out, Jack Casey, WorldGreen.com. Do it, do it now. All right. So, Kyle Rittenhouse. Great. Uh, that's going to be a, a big deal for a while, though, y'all. I'm, this isn't over with him. Hopefully, it's over with his um, potential going to prison. And hopefully, it's over with our inability to defend ourselves. But this is going to be in the news cycle for a while. Um, Amon Arbery, again, a win in the judicial system. That's a great win. Because I found nothing from either the testimonies public hearing or the video that said these guys literally I found nothing that says that they didn't murder him I mean from all by all accounts even if they did it with maybe honest intention I don't know but when you watch the video you watch the testimonies you listen to the phone calls there's no way you can't do that that's murder. And that, again, because of the jury and not judicial activism, we landed in the right spot. They saw the contents. They, sorry. They saw the information. I'm knocking everything off here. And um, they came to the right conclusion. Th- those men needed to be, uh, to the extent of their charges, that could be debated. I'm not a lawyer. I know enough about the law to be uh, stupid enough to talk about it on the Internet, and that's it. The, in regards to all of the charges and the different layers, but I can't speak to that. But I will say that it's pretty obvious if you go through the charges and, and, and everything they were indicted on, the jury went layer by layer on all of the charges. And, and they, they, they convicted and acquitted layer upon layer. And so it's clear that they they did this via consciousness and via what they saw from the tape, what they saw from the facts, what they saw from the hearings, the testimonies. And I think I, well, I know they made the right decision because that young man should still be alive today. I, I really could give less 
if he was stealing something from a house being made. What on earth could he possibly stealing that was that detrimental to a person's well-being? Not enough to be shot over. And not enough for three of you to be hunting them down and then shooting them over. That's murder for me, personally. Another win in the court system today. So, yeah, latte liberals. Very good. That's exactly what we call them. Jack Casey. JackCaseyBooks.com slash WWW. Do it, do it now. James. Check out Moms for Liberty. They're awesome in my area. Fantastic. And so, here's another one that hasn't garnered a ton of attention, only what we've, only the attention that we've really kind of put on it here, and that's the coffee case, right? Right-wingers are trying to use it to kind of, you know, make their, they're right, they're right, but I have a hard time believing the, the um, authenticity and, and genuine concern for this system when they use that. But coffee, and unfortunately, he still did get charged with the uh, possession of a felony firearm, I think, which that needs to change immediately. Here's my position on that. If you go to jail for X, when you get out of jail because you have served time for said X, it's over with. Otherwise, don't go to jail. If you wanted to strip somebody of their personal rights because they created or they, they had a, um, not created, I'm so sorry, but they, they made a mistake or, or there was a felony, then okay, but they shouldn't go to jail. Which I'm against. I don't like that philosophy. <clears throat> if you're a violent criminal, you should go to prison for whatever amount of time deemed worthy, <clears throat> excuse me, for the crime. But when you get out, that's it. That's it. You get all your rights back. You can go get your gun back. You can get your voting privilege. This doesn't, on no level does that make sense other than we are trying to strip people from their rights. Because that's just added consequence. You served time. Think about the phrase. Served time. Then it's over with. You're sentenced to 10 years. You got out on eight because of various reasons. End of discussion. You get to vote again. You get your guns back. You know, so the, the, it's just it, that, that stuff is these are these hidden tyrannical laws that most conservatives and I, I don't know about a bunch of Democrats or liberals that are even saying this either. It's just like something that's swept under the rug, right? Why, why the hell is all of your stuff taken after you served time? It has, your time has been served. It's literally in the language. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, right? And most of these people have done nonviolent crimes and now all of their rights are stripped. But yet again, as I've said in the tweets, in Tweeterland, why the hell was a serial child rapist walking the streets while our prisons are filled with drug addicts? Why? 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 And why are we stripping drug addicts from their rights when they served time. Anyway. So. The coffee situation. Love the fact that. He, he was acquitted. Hate the fact. That he's still dealing with the felony. Um, gun possession charge. That makes absolutely. Zero sense. Let's check a couple of comments real quick. Uh, Paul Boyd agreed. Serve sentence. Rights restored. Absolutely. This is, that's the way it's supposed to work. In no, in no universe is there an alternative. It doesn't make any sense to co continue to habitually punish people for a crime that they've already served their time for. Paul says, F yeah. <laughs> Repeat it like that. <laughs> Jonathan Miller for Liberty. This is a personal testimony right here. Did 17 months over three and a half grams of cannabis up. 
Now I'm a felon. Can't own a gun. I've been robbed several times since getting out. It'd be nice to be able to protect myself from armed assailants. Now, not only is that a clear and distinct violation of its constitutional rights and freedoms, it also enables... Don't comment here, okay? If you if you have, or whatever, your choice. That is what makes people go and buy guns off the streets, right? This is why gun control is just, it's not, it, it, it is not just a logical fallacy, okay? Everyone full understands that if you are prohibited from being able to purchase a firearm legally, you're going to still go get a firearm. The, the, the law isn't stopping you. That only stops people that abide by the law. But that's insane. And I assume that very soon, Mr. Jonathan Miller for Liberty, you will be able to sue for your rights back as every damn state in this country should and rightfully, morally, should give everyone that's ever been arrested arrested for cannabis their rights back with compensation because it's the government's fault. I'll be, you can take some of my tax money that you already spend on corruption and give it to people like Jonathan that you wrongfully convicted and now can't own a fire over our plant. No, kick rocks. Get out. That is going to be a thing very soon. I am so sorry that you're, you're three and a half grams of cannabis. Oh, my God. What is this country doing? How archaic? This is just so archaic and Neanderthal and beyond any sense of reasonable, uh, reasonable logic, right? The, the, none of it makes any sense other than when you finally arrive at the whole intent and purpose of these sort of things is to just strip people of their individual liberty. That's it. That's it. There's no other. You're not preventing any more crime. You're not preventing any more, quote unquote, addicts. None of that is real. And everybody has the receipts to prove it. We all know this. It's not a logical fallacy. It is intentionally tyrannical. And it needs to end. There's one way to end it. That is us. And we live in this country where we can. Hashtag Thanksgiving. Hashtag thankful. South Jersey. Apparently the only good thing about New Jersey is that you can vote as a felon. Yeah, um, I don't know a lot about New South New Jersey other than, or I'm not, <clears throat> I know a bit about New Jersey. Nothing good. Let me say it like that. That'd be a good one, though. If you can vote as a felon, everybody should be just so stupid. Unless a weapon is used in your felony, you should have a Second Amendment restored. I would say even if your um, weapon was used in a felony if it were a non-violent crime your second amendment should be restored and then again even if you serve time and you are out then you should have all your rights all of your rights restored now there's another case to be made to where if you're serving life in prison obviously you can't do that because you murdered people or worse in my humble opinion violent felons shouldn't have complete access to firearm Firearms after a conviction. And that's a valid point. That, that That's something that can be discussed. That's also another reason why blanket coverage on law or assumption, philosophically, ideologically, is a bad idea, right? Because that's a very good point. In my humble opinion, violent felons shouldn't have complete access to firearms after a conviction. And that's a total, totally reasonable and understandable deduction to arrive at. That conclusion is very understandable and it should be fleshed out in multiple layers. Multiple layers. Because some of the situations shouldn't involve the restriction of firearms at all. Some of which we as a whole as society would say, hmm, yeah, you know what, you probably shouldn't have an AK. Probably a bad idea. But then again, we have a guy that just mowed down. Uh, that's disingenuous to say. We have a guy that just murdered six people a, 
a, another child just died in Wisconsin, which is it's an obvious terrorist attack. He didn't use a gun. He murdered those people with his vehicle. So that again, that, if somebody is that beyond restoration for whatever reason, then the gun laws aren't going to help. The gun laws aren't going to help. But I, don't, I, I still, I, I love your point there, Jason Britt Bowker. I do. I really do. I'm not trying to be combative or uh, contrarian. I promise you. I'm just uh, thinking in real time because I have no notes here. So we're just talking, y'all. I love it. I love talking South with y'all. South Jersey Libertarian. My issue with the whole illegalizing cannabis is the federal law that if you do buy it illegally, you can't own a firearm, get rid of the law, and I will be 100% for it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason that... There is absolutely zero reason that anything involving cannabis should be illegal. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, exactly. No, Nobody should own an assault SUV. Says Kenny Johnson. For those of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get podcasts. So please subscribe, leave me a five-star review, do all of the things. Please, and help me. A lot of comments, a lot of comments, a lot of comments. <laughs> My wife, I love to talk. That's a lie. She only likes to talk behind these doors. She rarely talks ever anywhere else. So, um, all right, we went over to the few quotes, all positive tonight, all positive. Let's end on another positive note, one that we should all be paying attention to, because I am not certain how many people know this, but <clears throat> there was a, 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 a young, a young girl when she was arrested she was arrested for the charge murdering, right? Her sex trafficker. Her literal sex trafficker. Her name is Crystal Kaiser. Crystal Kaiser. She's in Wisconsin. She's in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. She has been sitting in prison for, I think, three years. Or a couple of years. I'm not. I'm not super sure. But she killed her trafficker at the time she was a child, which makes him or her. I think it was him. Most likely it was a him. A child sex trafficker, and she was charged with murder. And she's been in the court fighting. For her ability to have an appeal on what's going on. Again, her name is Crystal, and it's spelled funny. It's C-H-R-Y-S-T-U-L Kaiser, K-I-Z-E-R. Go look her up, please. It's an absolutely riveting and amazing and horrifying story. So, in Appalachian Court, and for those of you that don't know, like me, that is learning by the day, an Appalachian Court is just an appeals court, right? An Appalachian Court in Wisconsin has ruled that Crystal Kaiser, a child sex trafficking victim charged with killing her alleged abuser, may be able to use a state law intended to help trafficking victims accused of Trump. Crimes. The law known as the affirmative defense will give Kaiser, now 20, a chance to present evidence to a Kenosha judge and possibly a jury that her actions were a direct result of the trafficking she experienced. If successful, she could be acquitted of some or all of the charges against her rather than face a mandatory life sentence and could break legal ground for trafficking victims accused of crimes. And so I'm calling on all of you to please share this story. I'm calling on all of you to research it, if you believe it, if 
you understand it and it lines up, please share it. Let's start petitions. Let's start drives. Because this has now breaking new ground or broke new ground. I don't know why I said breaking there. It is breaking. It has broken new ground. This is legit. All right. If, if, if the nap is violated in her situation, then there's parts of the nap where I'm going to say F the nap. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. I don't. I am 100% always for you destroying your sex trafficker, especially if you're a child. I don't care. I don't care if that violates the nap. I could care less about your nap. If it involves me. Okay, let's say I'm 16 years old. My daughter, who's now 13, is 17 years old. And she destroys and shoots to death, strangles to death, murders, kills, whatever terminology you want to use, a child sex trafficker that's trafficking her. And you're going to make a defense, a nap defense on that? Get out. You move on. I don't care about your nap then. All right. And I don't believe at all, at all, that any libertarians are saying that. I don't. Okay, so please don't confuse it that way. I'm just putting it out there preemptively, right? I 100% without question fully support your ability to smoke your trafficker all the time, every time, period. (laughs) So this is really, really good because really what we ultimately want is her to be able to use this law. Well, I mean, I guess her attorneys, but her as well to use this law to get her in front of a jury. Because if the jury sees the case, which is pretty clear cut is I haven't seen anything as of to date that says anything other than the fact that she she killed this guy because he was using her as a child sex trafficker. He was a he was trafficking her for sex as a minor. As a, it doesn't matter if you're a minor or not. If you're being trafficked and abused for sexual reasons or any reasons, that that this is just the modern day slavery, right? That's what we have. Modern day slavery is right there. It's human trafficking, regardless of the age. If you smoke and knock off your trafficker. You should not only be 100% free, you should be given a medal, a medal. You should go in front of Congress and the president should give you a medal. That's how I feel about that. So good freaking news that she is being able to make three damn years later. She's been in the penitentiary for three years. I, I thought so. I wasn't quite sure, but yeah. She was 17 when she was arrested. She's 20 now. And so we got to get her out. Again, you can look it up. Crystal, C-H-R-Y-S-T-U-L, Kaiser, K-I-Z-E-R. I will be keeping up with it. I've actually been keeping up with this for like a year or so, but so much of it wasn't, wasn't unveiled to us that I really couldn't comment on it other than I hope she gets out immediately. But now we actually have law on her side. It's going to put her in a position in court to be able to do something about this. Not only that, we must always keep in mind that she should 1,000% win this, walk free, but set that precedent in court to where this can be upheld and other attorneys can look at that case and be like, this is why we can argue on behalf of this client. So I'm going to check your comments and then we're going to get off of here for the Thanksgiving weekend. Not very often I get a one, two, three, four day weekend. Yep. Love to talk, says my wife. My wife also says, I was trying to sign it, the Cajun Libertarian laughing face. That's hilarious. I do love to talk. I love to talk to y'all. I love to talk to everybody. Free Crystal. Thank you, Paul Boyd. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Jonathan Miller. I am the same way. I go on forever. I need a podcast. Do it. 
If you're not running for office, do the podcasting. There's already so many of them. So just do it. Have fun with it. Uh, my wife, again, sunny days. The, oops, I'm sorry. The fact that the judge could look at her and hear her story and send her to prison, that judge should be in prison. Facts! <laughs> Regardless of the... the that Well, uh, yeah. At some point, the judge should go to prison because, my God, even if you're just working solely, there are ways... There are things and avenues that judges have to where they can kind of circumvent, not necessarily necessarily the law, but they can circumvent ways around people are treated under the law and how things can, can go. Even though it has, has to still go to trial and all that, they have a lot of authority. And so, yes, absolutely. At some point, I would be calling for that judge's head. And you can't do it yet because of the uh, judicial system. But as soon as she's acquitted and she gets to go home, we should be calling for that judge's head. Absolutely. I occasionally think of doing podcasts on this page, but literally have ADHD and all over the place when trying to talk. Welcome to the club, friend. <laughs> Welcome to the club. It helps me get through with some of my day-to-day cognitive disabilities, to be honest with you. And I have to go back. I, I hate. I don't watch these shows, to be honest with you. Just being a, just being super transparent. I can't stand watching me. I, I did it for about two weeks. That way I can make sure I learned and, and did things better. And I really need to continue it. But I, I can't stand watching. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> super surprised. I don't know how you do it. But you do, and in mass number. And so I can't thank you enough. And the people of of this audience and the people of this country can't thank you enough because between me and the comment section, the team, and just the liberty movement, it's needed. It's sorely, sorely needed. So make sure you share, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. Every time I go live, you can can see this ugly mug with this. uh, I do have a fantastic beard, though. So you get to see the ugly face, but you do get the good beard. You get the uh, beautiful, personally modified AR-15 that I did myself. Yes, indeed. So all of that's fantastic. Please do all of the things. A lot of comments. Yeah, have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mrs. Cajun. Thank you very much, all of you. All of you are fantastic. You are wonderful, amazing. I am going to take Friday off. So, if there is a Cajun and Eskimo show, it will be an Eskimo and someone else. But I assume she's going to take off as well. And I have a very special announcement. We are roughly, I'm not going to give it dead away, we're roughly about two weeks away from the 100th episode of the Cajun Libertarian show. And so you can plan for something very special for that. I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes. We just started this in April. Literally April 2nd was my first podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Just People was like, hey, look, I really like what you had to say. You should talk. You know, just go live on the internet. So as we started, I was just live on Facebook on my phone. And then now here we are with the fastest growing podcast in the libertarian community within the Liberty Movement. And that cannot be understated, and that is absolutely phenomenal. Couldn't be here without you. I could not be here without your support, without your love, and how much you guys are just devoted to this message. And I am so proud and still so floored to be one of the um, the bigger messengers of, of what we want to do here. But never under, never underestimate how much influence that you have over the education and the message that we're trying to spread here on the Cajun Libertarian Live. With that being said, I will see you Monday. Technically, I'll see you Sunday because I have a fantastic interview to drop that I did Monday night for the Cajun Libertarian Sunday special. I was in the hotel room, same as I went live. I did it right beforehand. One of the best interviews that I've ever done. So be looking out for that Sunday 
Cajun Libertarian Sunday special, 8.30 Central Cajun Libertarian. Same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. I love you very much.